0: There are some serious leadership models being unfolded in current events with the invasion of Ukraine. So despite any political preference, I want to discuss some observations of leadership I have seen on display from Ukrainian President Zelensky and Russian President Putin. This is the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, where we equip and empower leaders like you to thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives. I'm your host, Bethany Reese, and in today's episode, we'll have a candid discussion about how you can learn from the leadership being displayed in Ukraine and how it will help you be a better leader in whatever situation you are currently facing. I have to be honest here. I did not intend to talk about the subject we will, in fact, be discussing on today's podcast. I actually had a completely different topic scheduled to talk about, dissect, and learn from. Yet over the past week, seeing the events, the leadership, and the lack of leadership around what is happening in Ukraine, I feel compelled to talk about the current leadership on display. Now, but first, let me start by saying that I am not a political person. Do I vote? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Do I research the people and things before I vote? Again, absolutely. I have voted Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian. Again, I'm not a political person and I do not vote party lines because I see through the fallacies, the scare tactics, and the psychographic marketing tools politicians use to gain voters. So now quickly, I must insert an educational FYI here. Psychographic marketing is the studying of consumers or voters in this case, based upon psychological characteristics and traits such as values, desires, Goals, interests, or even lifestyle choices. Marketing and the use of fallacies. Now, fallacies are flawed and invalid arguments. So the marketing and use of fallacies are then created to appeal to our ethics, our emotions, and our logic. So in the show notes, I have two resources that you can click on to quickly learn about fallacies and the ethos, pathos, logos. Oh, by the way, which is what your kids are learning in persuasive writing units. Okay, now back to politics. In my opinion, politics is more of a business of power, money, and the art of persuasion and way less about serving the people. So no matter how the voting chips fall when it comes to politics, I always lean on the words of Jesus in Mark 12:17, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. So I will personally always follow God first despite the laws of man. So I wanted to make sure that you understood my political background and really a lack of preference before we continue with this topic in the podcast. And if you choose to stop listening now, I understand, but I do hope you continue to listen because no matter how you vote or what you believe, there are some serious leadership models being unfolded in current events. So despite any political preference, I want to discuss some observations of leadership that I have seen on display and connect them to some current leadership situations you may be going through. So let's talk about leadership. Specifically, leadership on display in the war on Ukraine, or the crisis in Ukraine, or the yet-to-be-named event in Ukraine. History is happening and unfolding as we speak. So I want to talk about some observations I've been making on the leadership styles of Ukrainian President Zelensky who has been Ukrainian president since 2019, and the Russian president, Putin, who is in his fourth term as Russian president. So we're gonna discuss Zelensky's and Putin's leadership as it's reflected in four areas. The first area is power and influence, the second area is in relationships, the third area of communication, and the fourth area of position. Now, in case you've seen or haven't seen any news lately, let me kind of catch you up to speed. (laughs) On Thursday, February 24th, 2022, Russia launched an invasion of Ukraine by sending troops from three different fronts and firing missiles to cripple the Ukrainian infrastructure. So that's what's going on. We're now in day five as, as of the recording of this podcast. So let's talk about the the two different presidents and their leadership styles, and then we'll try to connect it to some things that you may be going through and what you can learn from both of these presidents and their leadership styles. So first, category number one, power and influence. Power and influence. Let's start with the general oldest time question of what makes a leader. Now, when I taught a short class called GT Seminar at the junior high level, I would ask my students, what makes a leader? And they would always say power. Now, obviously, the point of my lesson was to open their minds to the fact that leadership was more about influence than just power and that they themselves were leaders because they had influence on someone or something. But like my GT students, most people think that leadership is about power. So I want to dive deeper into the concept of leadership from a position of power like the position of president. You see where I'm going with this? So the president of Ukraine and the president of Russia, let's talk about it from their you know, perspectives. Yes, leadership is influence, and influence can come from power. But there are several ways to influence using power. There's two. There is power over, and there is power with. So let me say that again. There is power over, and there is power with. So I want to discuss power over and power with, and I want to look at the seemingly unconnected yet very relevant source, business marketing. (laughs) We're going to go back to business. Now, remember how I mentioned about how politicians are using marketing to influence voters? By learning more about marketing, we can actually get a glimpse into various kinds of leadership influence within the power over or the power with frameworks. So according to marketing guru Seth Godin in his book, This Is Marketing, and I'm going to quote, there's always an alpha dog in the pack, and every litter has a runt. Status roles determine who gets to eat first in the lion pack and who gets to drink first at the oasis. Status is our position in the hierarchy, and the status dynamic is always at work. The desire to change our status or to protect it drives almost everything we do, end quote. He then goes on to say that affiliation, or connection with, And dominion, or authority over, are different ways to measure status. So you see where I'm going with this? Status is about where you're at in the hierarchy, and you can be with affiliation, you're connecting with, or dominion, authority over. So now affiliation comes from the community. It is given from the community, it's connected with the community, where you bring people in. Dominion comes from one person winning over one person losing, and Whenever it comes to affiliation and dominion, it always matters how people measure status. So let's take the concept of power over, power with, affiliation, domination, how people measure it. And now let's talk about Zelensky and Putin. Before Zelensky was president, he was actually a comedian and an actor. Now, here's the thing you need to know about actors. Actors work hard to connect with their audience through their craft As an actor, Zelensky created a sitcom show called Servant of the People. It was about a teacher speaking out against corrupt politicians, and that teacher actually ends up being president that then works to end corruption. As art often can imitate life, the real Ukrainian political party called Servant of the People was created in honor of that famous show, and Zelensky would then go on to run under the party and win the presidential election in 2019 by a landslide. That's a little bit of background about Zelensky. So now let's talk about him during this conflict with Russia. Zelensky's wartime speeches are all about affiliation or connecting all people with the Ukrainian story and the fight for freedom. He helps bring affiliation by showcasing identification of who the Ukraine people are, the families that are free, and even says, we are strong, we are Ukrainians. He said in one of his most recent speeches that he gave while he was wearing a t shirt and showing a several day old beard on his war torn face Zelensky uses his power to be with his people and with others. So now let's look at Putin. Before Putin was president, he was a member of the KGB, the security agency for the Soviet Union. And in 1991, he moved into serving in the now democratic Russian government in various local and staffed positions but was covered in various scandals from economic dishonesty in reporting uh, exportation prices of metal to plagiarism accusations concerning his dissertation in economics. And then by 1999, he became the prime minister and would later go on to serve four terms as president with another stint as prime minister in between his second and third due to the Russian constitution barring a third consecutive term. But now let's kind of move forward as president Putin has been linked to many dictator-like behaviors. His last two presidential elections had claims and protests concerning fraud and vote rigging. Need I mention our own election and Russian mixing in of that, or the claims anyway? Any politicians or people of influence in position to Putin have been murdered, poisoned, and jailed. According to a BBC article released on March 1st of 2022, Russian people are being arrested for speaking against Putin's party line. Policies and decrees have been passed to protect Putin from investigation and to allow him to remain in power. Now to drive the point home of Putin's desire for dominance and dominion over others, he has been known to make all world leaders wait on his arrival. There is never a common timetable when one is meeting with Putin. It's always on his timetable. Putin uses his power to be over his people and over others. So now let's talk about something you may experience. As you move into a title that brings more power and authority, you should always consider where you're leading from, power over or power with. Are you acting as though you're better than people you lead? Are you acting as though you're one of the people you lead? Where are you leading from is a telltale sign of what kind of positive impact your leadership will have on those around you. Zelensky is inspiring not only his nation, but an entire world. Putin is isolating his country, and if not careful, will become the catalyst for World War III. Now let's look at area number two of leadership on display, relationship. How do leaders connect with those they influence? Connection is often brought about by people being able to identify or relate to one another. And for this to happen, there must be a connection of emotion. But emotion alone can't cement a bond between one leading and those being led. There is an intelligence about it, an emotional intelligence. The more emotional intelligence a leader has, the more he or she can connect with those that they are trying to lead. Now, according to a Psychology Today article, emotional intelligence refers to the ability to identify and manage not only one's emotions but the emotions of others. Now, according to Daniel Goleman, an American psychologist who helped to kind of popularize the emotional intelligence term, he said there's five keys to it. There's self-awareness, where you always know how you feel and how your emotions affect other people. You have a clear picture of your own strengths and weaknesses. Second, there's self-regulation. You're having uh, self-control, so you're not rushed or manipulated into compulsive behaviors and decisions. Third is motivation. You know how to work towards goals and have high standards for quality work. Fourth is empathy. You have the ability to put yourself in someone else's situation. And then fifth is social skills. You're a great communicator, whether it's good or bad news. So now let's look at emotional intelligence and relationship and connection and how Zelensky and Putin are doing. So Zelensky, he's shown all five key elements for the past five days as as of the timing of this recording and podcast, where he is working to unite all Ukrainians in resisting Russian advancement into their country. Time and time again, Zelensky's videos on social media have shown him calm but stern. That's self-awareness. Asking for specific and targeted support from others, that's self-regulation. Working to unite Ukrainians to fight, that's motivation. Sharing the heartbreaking effects of the Russian invasion on civilians and children, empathy. And then sharing real-time information with his people, that social skills and communication skills. Even people that did not vote for him as president are commenting on how well he is leading their country through the invasion. But not only has he rallied his own country, but the many, many countries around the world who are showing support for this new president. On the day of the invasion, Zelensky called on every able Ukrainian who was able to join the military and and called on veterans to come forward to fight. As a result of his relationship with his people, they have responded in kind, joining in the efforts, picking up arms, making the Molotov cocktails to resist Russian forces. Okay, so now let's look at Putin. Putin has never given the world a reason to believe that he cares about anyone but himself. He changes policy to protect and promote his own power. He controls the media and lies to people about his intentions. He makes people, even his closest advisors, sit far away from him. He makes foreign dignitaries wait hours to meet with them, and he passes out threats to those that oppose him. As he invades Ukraine, he warns everyone by saying, and I quote, whoever tries to interfere with us, and even more so to create threats for our country, our people should know that Russia's response will be immediate and will lead you to such consequences that you have never experienced in your history, end quote. Now, while I'm not a relationship expert here, (laughs) I do believe that selfishness, Closed body language, lies, and threats. Do not build relationships with others, whether it's a close advisor, a constituent, or another country. As a result of Putin's lack of emotional intelligence, not only the world, but his own people are stepping up to protest his invasion and his leadership. Now, let's talk about you. You're not facing an invasion. At least, it doesn't sound like a typical situation a leader would be in. But it doesn't matter the situation you have, you're still going to come into conflict. So there's a famous quote in education about teaching specifically that I'd like to share with you. It it says, people don't care what you know until they know you care. So now looking in your own leadership position and connecting with those you lead, do they know you care about them? Are people under your leadership feeling connected to you, to each other, and to the common goal that you're trying to rally them to? In other words, are you uniting the people that you lead or are you dividing the people that you lead? I strongly, strongly encourage you to study up on emotional intelligence and then assess where you need to grow in that skill set. It makes a huge difference. A third leadership skill on display with the war in Ukraine is communication. How each leader is speaking and communicating, not only with their people, but with the world. So let's take a look at Zelensky in in Ukraine. In times of war, communication is usually the first thing to go. But Zelensky, it's the first thing he established, and it was directly to the people. Everyday people like you and me via short videos and social media. Zelensky is using the power of social media to not only communicate with his people, but to allow his people to speak freely. He is producing these short videos that show him alive and standing his ground in the capital city of Kyiv. His self-shot videos are also communicating a rally cry to Ukrainians to stay with him and fight. He speaks in plain, simple language for everyone to clearly understand the message. Ukraine will stand up to Russia and will fight for freedom. As he says in one of his videos, this is our land, our country, our children, and we will defend all of this. Not only does Zelensky post videos for inspiration, but real-time updates for information. He posts on Twitter, talks about having uh, talks with President Biden, and he requests uh, support via social media as well. His people see what he's talking about. And he's even being very specific of, we need this stuff to be accelerated. Let's stop talking and start making things happen. Now, he even allows the people under him to speak freely. On February 26, Ukraine's vice prime minister posted a request on Twitter for Elon Musk to provide Starlink stations to Ukraine. Now Elon Musk responded by activating internet service and sending more terminals so the Ukrainian people can communicate and stay connected to each other and to the outside world. Now let's turn back to Putin in Russia. Russia's television, which is mostly state-controlled, tells the Russian citizens only Kremlin's lines. Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok are now restricting access to Russia's state-controlled media outlets because they're using it to spread misinformation and propaganda. Does this remind you of anything? Maybe World War II, maybe uh, Germany, Nazi Germany? Hmm. The lack of freedom of speech and opposition is keeping Putin isolated and cut off from others and any opposing opinions. So as he speaks... He's not speaking truth based on evidence, and there is no counter-argument. Now, before Russia invaded Ukraine, just minutes before, Putin goes on to make a speech, and this is what he says, and I quote, There's a special military operation, later on he says, to protect people who have been subjected to abuse and genocide by the Kiev regime for eight years, end quote. Not only is Putin keeping information from the Russian people, But one of his main reasons for invading Ukraine is based on claims of which there is no evidence. He is accusing the Ukraine of committing genocide and called its government a Nazi regime. Putin is spreading false information and not being fully honest with his people. Now on a side note, Zelensky is Jewish. The groups Nazis wanted to wipe from the earth. Russia has shut down their stock markets. Russia and most of Europe have closed pockets of airspace as well as flights in or out of the different countries or from different countries. And while the US has been talking about economic sanctions for weeks, the Russian people have stayed uninformed and unprepared of how they would be affected by Putin's war. Russians' savings are being wiped out. They can no longer use their western technology, you know, based funds like Google or Apple Pay. And now there's claims that the shutdowns were without advanced warning, so citizens couldn't prepare. So now let's turn and think about your own situation that you can go through with communication. It is so important to be a good communicator as a leader. What do your people need to know? How are they feeling? How can you connect to what they're feeling so that you can address what they're feeling? How can you spread truthful information? Even if the information starts with, The truth as I know it now, or the truth as I know it now, and it's subject to change. Be honest with your people. And another thing you need to remember is that communication is more about listening than speaking. Now, why do you think that is? Because if you have listened well, then you better know how to engage in dialogue or communication that is meaningful to the people that you're speaking to. Thus, when you do speak, your message is actually received and internalized by the listener. So I ask you with your communication, are you clear? Are you specific? Do people get your message when you talk? Or do you find yourself having to explain and re-explain again and again and again? Are you listening to the situations, the needs, and the ideas of others? Now, I absolutely love this. My, 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 one of my best friends and current assistant principal at a high school sent me a quote the other day from Andy Stanley, who's a pastor and author. And the quote said, quote, leaders who don't listen will eventually be surrounded by people who have nothing to say, End quote. In other words, how well you listen will either foster or kill communication and dialogue between you and those you lead. So now I ask you to reflect on how your meetings and your conversations go. Are people open to sharing ideas with you? even if they challenge yours? Or are they silent? And you always sit there and everybody agrees and it's groupthink. No one ever speaks up. They just say, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, that's a great idea, yes. That is not good communication for a leader and you need to work to avoid that. Make it a safe place where people can share information. The fourth, and I'm sure not the last thing that we can learn from leadership based upon the current situation in Ukraine is the thought of position in leadership. Where you fight from is just as important as what you fight for or against. Now, let me say that again. Where you fight from is just as important as what you fight for or against. So where are you physically as a leader? Are you visible and engaged with those that you lead? Let's take a look at Zelensky. Now, when this whole thing first started, the US offered to transport Zelensky to safety when the invasion started, right? His response to the US was, quote, the fight is here. I need ammunition, not a ride. End quote. Zelensky made it clear where he was going to fight from. The heart of Ukraine and the actual target of the invasion. He was staying. Zelensky is fighting from a place motivated by freedom and independence for his people. Zelensky is fighting for freedom from the front lines as he stayed in the capital city and is visibly seen and heard from, you know, via social media. Zelensky's in the streets. He's wearing a t-shirt and growing a beard. <laughs> he is clear about where he's fighting from, the capital city that is being directly attacked, and he is clear what he is fighting for. Ukraine's right to exist as its own free country. And he's clear about what he's fighting against, an unprovoked Russian invasion by Putin. So now let's take a look at Putin. What's his position? Putin is fighting from a place motivated by status and a desire for more power. So what's he fighting for? His goals seem to be rebuilding the Soviet Union and establishing himself as dictator. Now, yes, I'm taking some liberty there, but just kind of watch his path over the past uh, several decades, and that's kind of looks like that's where he's heading. Now, any video or images that have surfaced of Putin shows him sitting far, far away from everyone, even his closest advisors. The policies passed serve him. The effects of this war do not seem to be affecting him personally. His reason for invading Ukraine are unprovoked, And his Russian citizens are experiencing terrible economic hardships and are being isolated from the rest of the world because of it. Now, what is he fighting against? The West? The West's concepts of freedom and democracy. That is why the state-run media shows only his propaganda and cracks down harshly on protests or lifestyles that oppose him. That's his position. So now let's transition to you. You're a busy leader. Everyone knows that you're busy. But you have to be present with the people you lead. You have to know them and their experiences. You have to know where they are fighting from, in the trenches of their work, and what they're fighting for and against. And you need to be there with them. I'm going to give you two specific examples just from the pandemic. Administrators and district staff in school districts. Have you been in the classroom to know what it's like for teachers and students with this pandemic? If not, you better get there hospital administrators have you pulled double shifts for days upon days upon days upon days like your healthcare workers have if not you better get there if you take the wizard of oz approach to leadership and stay behind a curtain or in your case behind a door behind a desk or behind the emails you send then you will quickly lose influence on those you are leading just like the wizard of oz you will become a fake facade of leadership with your people And while you may throw smoke and scare tactics at them, they will eventually pull back the curtain on your lack of leadership. And it's all because of the position you took. But don't worry, there's hope. So here's a tip on how to get started with the position. You must fight for your calendar and your schedule. Make time to be with those that you lead. Build relationships, have conversations, communicate, put in the work and be present. You need to know where you're fighting from is just as important as what you're fighting for and what you're fighting against. I want to end this podcast on leadership by you know recognizing the elephant in the room. There is spin and propaganda in everything we do, and even in this podcast, in US news media, in the articles we read online, um I I get that. There's propaganda everywhere. And so I really want you to stick close to the intent of this podcast, which is looking at the various leadership styles of two leaders based upon the information that is coming out. Because the Ukrainian people, they're not living normal lives. So many of them are bunkered in subways or in basements. How do you think they're getting their news? They're getting it from social media. And people are posting and able to post their own videos so we can kind of get a glimpse into what it's like over there. This is really the first war where social media is coming into play hugely to get information out to the world about what's really happening. So I really want you to think about the intent of this podcast again, about the focus on leadership looking through the eyes of two people in massive power as presidents of their countries and how they are leading differently. And I also just want to remind you that I'm not an extremely political person, but in watching what is happening in Ukraine, my heart hurts. It hurts so bad for the people of Ukraine and what they're experiencing. But my mind is going 90 to nothing and watching the leadership of these two countries and I know I didn't specifically get into the leadership of the United States or any other country. That's for a whole different podcast. But just in looking in the two active people involved in this war on Ukraine, there are four areas that are clearly different in their leadership. Area number one was power and influence. Zelensky has power with his people. Putin has power over his people. The second area is relationships. Relationships. Zelensky has relationships with Ukrainians. Putin does not have a relationship, hardly even with his closest advisors. Third is communication. Zelensky is constantly communicating to his people and to the world about what's going on, what do they need, and he's showing all kinds of emotional intelligence in that. Putin, he's got media-controlled speeches that gives misinformation, it isn't clear, and it's filled with propaganda of untruths. And the fourth thing is the position. Zelensky is fighting from the trenches, from the areas being attacked. He knows where he's fighting from and what he's fighting for and what he's fighting against. Putin, on the other hand, is isolated, away from everyone in the Kremlin, and he's only fighting for himself. That is his only position. So, as you watch the news, as you watch this historical event unfold, always look for lessons in leadership and always try to connect it to what you're going through. And think about your own leadership in those situations. Again, you're not leading people through an invasion, at least I hope you're not, but you are leading people through conflict. You are trying to unite people behind a common goal or cause. So how can you have power with, build relationships, communicate clearly, and be intentional in the position of where you're fighting from? Thank you so much for joining me on this impromptu podcast on lessons learned from leadership in the current situation in Ukraine. God bless. Hey, it's Bethany again. If you're enjoying the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Also, if you feel like this podcast is helpful, will do me a favor and share it with your friends, family, coworkers, or anybody else who's trying to grow in leadership but also wants that harmony between work and home? Thanks, and I'll see you next week. And remember, the most important rock you can build your life and leadership on is the Rock of Jesus Christ. Today's Bible verse comes from 2 Timothy 2:15. 2, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, and who correctly handles the word of truth.